Welcome to What's Leadership. I'm Liz Wiltsey. The more I learn about leadership, the more I'm convinced there's not a one-size-fits-all solution. So I am on my own learning journey, and I invite you to join me. Ebony Janice reminds me that being open about my journey is important. Each episode features someone I admire with actionable insight to share. So please join me as I ask, what's leadership? Welcome to What's Leadership. My guest today is Richie Reseda, and Richie was freed from prison in 2018, is an abolitionist, feminist, producer, and organizer. He co-founded Question Culture, a social impact record label, Success Stories, a transformational feminist program for incarcerated men, chronicled in the CNN documentary, The Feminist on Cell Block Y, and co-founded Initiate Justice, which organizes people directly impacted by mass incarceration to change laws and end it with Taina Vargas Edmond. He works closely with Black Lives Matter, Inspire Justice, and more to transform narratives and upend systems of oppression. Thank you for being with me, Richie. Thank you for having me. So I asked you because I really wanted to talk about abolition and what the lessons are from the modern abolition movement. So let's start there. What do you think are some of the biggest lessons for this moment right now? Yeah, the first thing that I would say is that everything built on colonial structures is bullshit. And therefore, that includes corporate leadership structures, right? And I, I say this as a marketing major. I say this as somebody who went to, to business school and was trained formally in that way. And I say this as an abolitionist. Everything that was built on this stolen land and by stolen and exploited labor is inherently exploitative and seeks to serve the few at the expense of the many. And the abolitionist movement albeit the, the, the main focus is abolishing systems of state-sanctioned violence and revenge, it also, I think, is built in a larger anti-capitalist context that offers us new methods for leadership that are not based on exploiting the many for the benefit of the few. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know you run your own business. Uh, you run a for-profit business. You run some nonprofits. <laughs> you do all of the above. But let's talk about question culture. How do you hold that when you're trying to run a business, make money, and not be exploitative? Yeah. So I think the key is when people hear us say that we're anti-capitalists, I think they imagine that we mean we're anti-market economy and that we're therefore communist and, and for a controlled economy. And that's not the case for me. I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for every anti-capitalist in the world, but that's not the case for me. I'm talking about capitalism, the spiritual idea. I'm talking about capitalism, the spiritual mandate as given to us by Adam Smith that said the purpose of the economy is to enrich oneself to the highest extent possible, and that somehow when we're all doing that, we are then benefiting everybody else. Now, we know that to be a lie. And so in building Question Culture, we seek to build a company that doesn't use the economy or, or our primary purpose is not to just enrich ourselves to the fullest extent possible. That's not the place from which we make our business decisions. So when we're making a business decision, an investment decision, a project decision, a hiring decision, we're not just thinking about how does this affect our quote unquote bottom line? We're taking everything into account. We're taking the communities that we're affecting into account. We're taking the talent and 
how we're investing in their lives and how is this going to benefit them? How is this going to affect culture? You know, question culture, we make music and films mostly now doing clothes. So we, we're always thinking like, what effect is this going to have on culture? What effect is this going to have for the movement? We have to take a more holistic beyond just like social responsibility, capitalism, but like literally the place from which we make our decisions is how is this going to affect the world? So to be specific, how we do that in question culture is every artist that we sign, we bring on as a partner in the LLC. So there's nobody who's not working for their own equity. We work that into the deal. Not, I won't get into the weeds. It's actually two separate contracts, but it's one deal, if that makes sense. Also, every major project we release is followed by an action campaign or somehow connected to an action campaign. We just did the Defund the Sheriff album with Reform LA Gels and Justice LA. And that was an action campaign before the album. They came to us with actions that were happening on the ground and said, how do we make a piece of art that will amplify this? So those are just, yeah, those are two examples of ways that we try to lead a non-capitalist business in the market economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it seems like there's this conversation that says like, you can do good with a nonprofit or you can be exploitative <laughs> with a for-profit mm. company. And we're seeing more folks that we know, right? Inspire Justice is one as well. Build Power is one as well, right? Who are, I don't know if they are an organization that is run in the movement. So they might not be. They are nonprofit. Are they nonprofit? I think they're a nonprofit. Okay. Um, they're still also really great, so we should talk about them. <laughs> but Inspire Justice is for profit. And then Question Culture is for profit. My company is for profit. We're trying to sort of say, what does this look like in this sort of world that the movement can exist? Yeah, actually really, I think it's, it's really good that we're starting to realize that myth is not true because there's hella nonprofit and the nonprofit industrial complex itself that are, that's exploitative as fuck. And there are for-profit companies that are doing really good for the world. And I think it's because it, it just, it all comes down to equity. It, I, I think it really all comes down to equity. And in nonprofits, there quote unquote is no equity. So you think automatically, therefore, no one can get exploited, but that's not the case. And in for-profits, as long as the equity represents the labor that took to create the equity, then no one is being exploited. But that's what a lot of for-profits have a hard time doing because we're taught to use, you know, quote unquote, human resources, to use people as a tool to build our own equity. And that's when we get to be ex exploitive. Sometimes I say exploitive. Sometimes I say exploitative. I, sometimes I say exploitative. I don't know. <laughs> and then when I try to spell it, it all goes so badly. I think that's an interesting thing. One of the things that I try to pay way more attention to in this moment than in others is the amount that our language is talking about human resources and is talking about the value of labor and like people having a price tag and really trying to be like, no, we are not doing that. Yeah. I mean, people, we have to pay people for their work and pay people well. But I, yeah, I think we just need to be thinking about the collaborative economy. Like, mm -hmm. I think our, our, we can really learn from nature and see the way that nature works. No one is building equity off anyone else, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's how, we ha that's how we have to build our economies as well. So yes, there will be people who are paid for a thing who don't necessarily get equity in the thing. But I think that depends on what kind of work they did. I certainly am not saying that a business owner who did the hard work of starting a thing 
should therefore water down their shares as they hire more and more people to the point where they have just as much equity as, you know, the person who just got hired yesterday. But we should be thinking about those things, I think is more what I'm saying. It's like, what is the equitable way to do this? As opposed to just assuming this is mine and now all of you work to enrich me. Mm-hmm. And do you think there's a corollary there if you just are somebody's boss? Like, how? where do you think the sort of making sure it's equitable works if you don't run your own company? Like, where do you think people can sort of carve out some space for themselves and the people that work with them in that way? Or do you think there is one? That's a good one. I mean, in abolition, right, and in transformative justice, we're always thinking about relationships and the complexities of them and not writing people off and holding ourselves open to all opportunities and all possibilities. So from that perspective, I think someone who's already within a corporate structure how do you build equity within it just for you and the folks maybe you directly supervise? I can offer that as a posture of heart. Like, look for those opportunities. Don't assume that your company is bad and will always be bad. Tr- push, but it takes courage. It takes the, the courage to say, you know, to the, to the folks higher than you or the folks that you're sitting down at the table and you're getting ready to make a hiring decision. Hey, what are we paying this person? Why are we paying them that? Is that equitable? And holding yourself open to the possibility that hopefully they'll do the right thing and also the possibility that they won't and just understanding where your boundary is. I I hope that helps answer the question. I never sought to work for anyone else, so it's hard for me to think about it in that way, but I think what I would just offer from an abolitionist perspective and transformative justice perspective is like, we hold our heart open to all the possibilities and we courageously ask for what we need. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think people forget they can ask for what they need at work. I think that's a big piece as well. Yeah. It's designed to be like that. It's designed to make it seem like I'm doing you a favor by quote unquote, giving you a job. So shut up and take it. And work can feel scarce and there can be, you know, real needs and demands that need to be met, kids that need to be fed, rents that need to be paid. And sometimes we're kind of trapped because of capitalism into places where we're not being valued. And that's real too. So last question, Richie, what are you grappling with right now in any way? Something I've I've been really thinking about is the way that I feel like this movement started out so strong and so abolitionist and we weren't giving fake corporate bullshit any play. And I feel like it's been seeping back in the like diversity, the DNI efforts and the whatever we're going to, we're going to take the current capitalist corporate colonial structure and black it up a little bit or queer it up a little bit or woman it up a little bit and we're gonna say it's okay like when this when the uprising first cracked off in may we weren't going for it we were like hell no defund the police period no i don't care about you painting black lives matter in the street no i don't care about you whatever putting more black tv shows like defund the police and fucking decolonize this land (laughs) period and I think that as time has went on, more corporations have been get, being able to get away with performative shit that doesn't actually decolonize their structures. And that's what I think I'd really want to leave people with who want to do good within business is to really understand that the nature of most corporations on earth are exploitative, either to the earth or people or both. And it doesn't matter how multicolored your boardroom is or how multicolored your C-suite is, if you are exploiting people and resources to enrich yourselves or your shareholders without taking into consideration every single stakeholder, then you are a colonizer. (laughs) And luckily you can change that behavior right now. 
Mic drop. Thank you, Richie. (laughs) (laughs) Full show notes from this episode and every episode are available at the number four needs.work slash podcast. If you're intrigued by this episode, please subscribe.